0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on August 21st, 2022, with my very special guest, Shady Plant Lady, also known as Cheyenne. Cheyenne joined me virtually today from her indoor jungle, In the Seattle, Washington area, Shay was an awesome human being to spend an hour and 10 minutes with. And if you stick around till the end of this episode and watch the video options on either YouTube or Spotify, you'll get to get a tour of her indoor garden, her indoor jungle. She has roughly a thousand plants growing under artificial light, uh, all kinds of propagation going on and really exotic imported houseplants and succulents. Her passion for plants was very apparent. I could feel it. In connecting with her and getting to hear about her journeys with plant medicine, specifically with peyote and other psychedelic medicines was awesome. I feel honored to have had a woman discussing her experiences with those types of medicines uh, on the podcast. It's a rare occasion. I'm really just happy with this episode overall. If you guys don't follow Shay, make sure to head over her Instagram. It's at Shay, C-H-E-Y-D, the letter D, plant lady. And that is her website URL as well. I will make sure to plug links to all of her socials and website in the description of this episode. I want to take a moment to tell you guys about my sponsors. If you scroll down into the description of this episode, you will find links to Mezcala Nursery. They are located in Long Beach, California. Green Touch Nursery. GT Nursery is located in Bellflower, California. Big shout out to plantly.io you can go into your web browser and type in plantly.io or go into the app store for Android or iOS and download the free plantly app. If you're interested in becoming a vendor, I have provided a link for you to do so in the description of this episode. If you are interested in feeling healthy, looking healthy and being healthy, check out the link to Real Mushrooms. It is a mushroom supplement company offering all different kinds of mushrooms in both powder and capsule form. If you use my link in the description of this episode, you will get 10% off your first order, Real Mushrooms. All right, here is Shay, Shady plant lady. Cheyenne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. You have a a lovely sight to see behind you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Nice
0: nice backdrop. It looks like it would be like a, a green screen. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's so lush.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot going on back there. These guys are eight feet tall or eight foot tall shelving units, um, and then I have stuff on top of them as well, and lights mounted to the wall above them. So it's probably about ten to twelve feet in total utilizable space.
0: Wow. Stacked yeah. On top of each other too. That's awesome. Yeah. That you're dedicated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten really into the vertical gardening. It's been a lot of fun. um I started building living walls at my old apartment, and I just love being able to utilize more space like that and then obviously it creates like something really nice to look at too.
0: yeah, I'll say that's awesome. Can't what's vertical yeah. I don't, I'm not sure I understand what vertical gardening is
1: just means it kind of goes upwards instead of sprawling out along a flat surface. So you get to use more upward space instead of just being limited to what uh,
0: surface area
1: you have available on a shelf or the ground or something.
0: So essentially you're kind of training these plants, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. A lot of them kind of climb naturally, but, um, giving them the wall to climb on, they don't really need the moss poles and stuff. I might have to tape them up here and there, but for the most part, they just kind of do their own thing. It's their natural patterns.
0: That's awesome. Right before we started it, I had a plant fall down a philodendron, a heart shape, the heart philodendron. It was up there. Yeah. It fell off the wall right before I admitted you to the waiting room. I was like, Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh so when where did you uh when did you discover plants and how long have been plants been a part of your life
1: ah uh, so i mean i had two grandmothers my grandma duffy was like my dad's grandmother and then my my Ling, um, she's my stepmom's mom, the old Filipino lady. And they were both avid gardeners. As I was a kid, um, I remember living in Bremerton and Ling had our entire backyard, just like produce garden. And so we'd have fresh peppers and tomatoes and, and flowers and stuff that she grew. And she would spend most of the days out in the garden and the same thing with my grandma Duffy in New York. Um, I lived on long Island for seven years and most of my family's out there still, but Mm -hmm. my grandma Duffy also had like a big lush flower garden in her backyard as well, where my family still lives. Um, and gardening didn't really enter my life as an individual until I was an adult, maybe 2017 is when I really found gardening. Um, I worked on a produce farm alongside working in a restaurant. So I met Ryan, the owner of Steel Wheel Farm up in Fall City, because he would sell produce to the restaurant I was working in. Mm -hmm. And so I started working with him part time out in the fields and stuff like that. And just like starting seeds in the greenhouse and like transferring plugs and harvesting and like driving trucks through the fields and like loading up thousands of pounds of produce. And it was so much fun. I was exhausted all the time, but mm-hmm. it really gave me a different relationship with food, especially mm-hmm. just because it's so different to see it go from a seed all the way to a finished product on a plate. Right. Um, and not long after I worked with Ryan, I started collecting succulents. Um, I kind of just walked past one in like a grocery store one day. I was like, oh, you know what? This would look nice in my windowsill. So let me give it a try. And one of the first ones I picked up was a lithop and notoriously difficult plant, especially as a new gardener, because you don't understand that these things like really don't want to be watered all the time. So yeah, I want to say it was 2017. I was living in Kent, Washington, and I had like the perfect patio railing to like set the plants out on the summer. And then I could bring them all into the windowsill in the winter Mm-hmm. and then it just kind of got out of hand um my first loves were definitely succulents and cacti and I think by the time I moved out of that place it was an entire carload of pots and plants um uh-huh. and yeah it was a lot and I started taking care of house plants probably in 2018 or so but because I was a lazy waterer and I was working so much, I didn't really have time to give them the care that they really needed. Yeah. Um, I was working two jobs a lot of the time, whether it be in a restaurant or the farm or different restaurants and stuff like that. So I didn't get as good at those until probably 2019 or so. Mm. But yeah.
0: That's so cool that it was a lithop of all plants. It's like a obscure yeah. plant to really catch your attention I feel like and yeah so cool it,
1: it seems like my love of like weird and unusual plant leaves and shapes and care and history like definitely started from the beginning because I saw one and I was just like what the fuck is that that is right. so cool this is a plant I couldn't believe that it was a plant
0: <laughs> yeah, they're weirdos They like come out of each other
1: yeah out <laughs> <of> each other. <laughs> yeah
0: weird. those things are weird man and uh what was the reasons for travels are you just like adventurous? it sounds like you lived all over the place a little bit have you moved around a lot
1: so i'm i'm a single mom um i had my daughter in 2013 when i was 20 um Mm. so a lot of it was trying to keep my rent costs low because i was paying for everything myself so i would have to move to different areas to keep my rent costs low basically yeah um yeah but i've moved like every two to three years pretty much so i've been in the place i'm in now for about a year hopefully i'm not going anywhere anytime soon though
0: well it sounds like you found a good place then
1: yeah so
0: do you with the amount of plants that you have do you utilize any type of watering or timers or anything like that like do you you handle everything
1: I hand water everything. I am trying to figure out how to do irrigation systems in here without it taking up too much more space. But like all the lightings on timers, and so I don't have to worry about any of that. The humidifiers are all on the same timers as the lighting, so they kind of go on and off by themselves. Yeah. So it makes that part of it really easy. But watering is definitely like it spans multiple days a week because if I were to spend the entire day doing it, it, would probably take me like six to eight hours.
0: Yeah, I could see why utilizing irrigation would be really helpful with the amount of things that you have.
1: Yeah, especially (laughs) in the walls too,
0: too, right? Yeah, different requirements.
1: Yeah, that's the tricky part too. I mean, like, thankfully, all this behind me is kind of like all on the same vibe, so I don't have to worry about it as much. But like, my cacti and my succulents and all that are still on completely different schedules. Thankfully, you know, they're all on more of a bit of a neglect cycle which mm. they're fine with
0: mm. and so did you take like a lot of the love and passion from uh carrying like tending produce
1: it did yeah um there was also livestock there so i kind of uh, that's true uh yeah, we had chickens, pigs, and cows, and the pigs were like my best friends. I would go visit them almost every day and like hang out in their pen with them. They're like giant dogs. Um, they're such loving animals, and they're so funny. Um, but tending produce definitely made me have a deeper appreciation for the world around me because it's it's really hard work to grow a lot of produce, like enough to even just to to yourself, it's, mm-hmm. it's difficult and it takes a lot of work and it's, it does require some passion behind it. Yeah. And it requires faith in yourself. I think being oh, yeah. able to grow something from start to finish to, to be able to enjoy it and share it with other people.
0: Yeah, It's kind of a daunting task. Anytime I get like, I don't know, uh, peppers or I have strawberries and, anytime i get that kind of stuff i'm like oh man i hope it lived like i really wanted mm-hmm. to live i really wanted to yeah survive. It's like a yeah there's more a portent. lot of pressure
1: yeah. yeah 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 with a with a house plant it doesn't it's i mean it, don't get me wrong the passion is still there and the care and the love is still there but when it comes to food especially for people that are like food insecure too it's mm-hmm. like if you lose that it's even more of like a a gut punch kind of um yeah it's, it's different. It's a different kind of love, I think.
0: So are you like familiar with it? Cause I work, I just started working on produce recently and, and sort of learning about some of the things that the place that I work for is doing like food deserts. I wasn't even really aware that like, I guess a lot of, there's, there's a problem in this country where there's areas that don't have produce. They don't have access to a yeah. lot of produce. And so yeah. like, they call it like a food desert or something. I don't know. <clears throat> So they're like, yeah
1: to them. it's so I remember visiting Louisiana down in New Orleans um probably in two thousand sixteen or something like that, and I staged at different restaurants down there because i had, I had wanted to move down there at one point, so I was trying to like look at potential jobs and stuff and when I started talking to some of these restaurant owners about like the local produce, like what do they use when it's in season like the soil down there isn't good for growing produce and like what they can grow isn't the greatest quality so a lot of it is having to be shipped in from other parts of the country
0: which is like hydroponics too right
1: yeah exactly yeah you can't utilize the earth that you're living on which is kind of a bummer especially down there for the farmers that do it because they have to work so much harder and they have to find so many workarounds to make it work down there because their soil quality
0: yeah I listened to I don't know who it was maybe it was sad guru talking about how the fertility in all of the world's soil is like dwindling and we're like on the verge of uh of like in the near future of, of our soil not being able to continue to be used to grow food because of how yeah. crazy we do it mass mass uh what is it uh factory farming
1: factory farming yeah, yeah. we're just depleting all the natural resources that are in that soil and in the earth and it's we're not doing the upkeep to revitalize it um Mm. cover crops aren't being used uh tilling in isn't being utilized very much and i think our soil health is like a really big concern
0: yeah it's not something that people talk about a lot because i was like the first time i heard somebody like ringing the alarm like yo this is serious yeah and
1: it's it's I remember when I first heard about it, it definitely seemed like a brand new problem, but it didn't, it just didn't make it to my ears. You're right. Nobody's talking about it very much.
0: Yeah. seems like that's important.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It seems like it. You would think that that would be a pretty key factor, especially if we want to keep growing produce and eating produce.
0: But even your style of growing with the houseplants is like relatively modern, new stuff. Like, I mean, I can't imagine... How it's gonna evolve with as the technology gets better and
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. Um,
0: you can you can I grow just, a jungle inside your house.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty nuts. I mean, the tools that are available for indoor gardening is pretty insane. I mean, you have thousands of choices in fertilizers and soils amendments, and you can really just like create your own everything custom Mm -hmm. to what you need which I think is a really cool aspect but there are certain dangers to it like I know peat moss or peat compost is Mm -hmm. a really difficult thing to work with because it takes so long to be created in the earth and Mm -hmm. it's not very sustainable But as far as like sphagnum moss, which comes from like the same thing, that side of it is more sustainable because that portion of the plant and process grows much quicker. Mm. So it's like we're harvesting all this stuff to be able to do it, but I don't think a lot of companies are looking too far ahead.
0: Yeah, the long term implications.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really fascinated by like uh, plants that can grow without a medium, like like aeroponics, those kinds of plants. Mm-hmm. That stuff's wild. Even the 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 vegetable, like you, the people that grow vegetables and have like a koi pond. What do they call that? I don't remember what it's aquaponics. Yeah, aquaponics, and they have fish going around, and it like creates the yeah. fertilizer, and it waters. It has irrigation. It waters. Yeah, so cool. I would love to have one of those
1: aquaponics and hydro uh not hydroponics but aquascaping is something i would really love to get into because it just seems so fascinating you're building you know however big you want of like self-sustaining ecosystems and mm. that that just blows my mind and it seems so fascinating to me mm. but i would definitely love to get like fish ponds to like grow plants and and stuff like that when i have land i guess yeah That's
0: and the, i think that, the that down the line
1: yeah I would yeah I would love to have like acreage with some greenhouses on it I would love to grow my own produce and have some minimal livestock I think I think I just want to be able to self-sustain without having to rely on like factory farming and all that kind of stuff Um, Mm -hmm. and it just feels better than going to the grocery store and picking up produce especially right now with inflation it's it's
0: horrible to go grocery shopping Spending all your money on food is ridiculous we spend so much money on food so yeah
1: and to think it all used to just be shared amongst the community Mm -hmm. for no for no charge
0: yeah that very least we could do is have more community gardens i know there's some but it seems to me like every community should have one
1: yeah (laughs) i agree with that Seattle's actually pretty good about that. There's um a lot of urban community gardens in yeah. the area that you can kind of go through
0: and the cities are good about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, they are getting a lot better about that. I love it. It's it's fun to just go walk through them and see what other people are just trying to grow.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of opportunity to like help people that are impoverished and give them something to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I know I, when I was struggling a lot, gardening helped me mentally push through a lot of struggles that I was having. And it was really rewarding to work on it because it gave me a sense of purpose and a sense of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what a lot of these people need. They need yes. something to look forward to and they need something to feel proud of is kind of how I feel about it.
0: Yeah, something to nurture and like mm-hmm. care for. Yeah. Like, that's the direction I'm heading for sure is I want to create some kind of community garden for the homeless in downtown Los Angeles and maybe other areas But I'm starting there for some reason. Uh, I want I want that to be like, at least if if we're not going to we're not going to have any programs or be able to help them and house them, like, can we at least fucking make it a little bit more enjoyable? for them yeah please
1: like (laughs) seriously food
0: and like you know something to do give them
1: anything yeah i know there there's a ton of nimbys here in seattle that and homelessness is a really big problem out here especially downtown and stuff like that
0: in the rain yeah what the fuck yeah
1: (laughs) yeah man like these guys do not have it easy and i really feel for them out here because they're getting constantly getting kicked out of every place that they set up a camp oh, and it's God. like that's fuck. Like, as soon as they get on their feet like they have to do it all over again and it's like a constant cycle of like breaking down setting up etc cetera, etc
0: cetera. out of sight so, out of mind doesn't work
1: exactly it <laughs> doesn't what, work that's what
0: got us into the situation is pretending exactly. like not happening you know like,
1: yeah, it's it's not our problem because it's it doesn't are, affect right? us yeah that's yeah. how
0: the world is we have mm-hmm. people living on the streets
1: Yeah and that like that itself is shitty as hell because like imagine you have a son and I've had to explain to my daughter she's nine now um, like unfortunately yeah there are people that live in tents on the side of the street because they don't have anything else and you know we should always try to help these people if we're in a position to but like the face she made when I explained this to her, it's like something broke. And it's like, man, that childlike wonder just kind of gets chipped off about the world around her. And it's so sad to see sometimes.
0: It makes me have a lot of faith in the next generation because my kid, I don't even have him that often. And when he does come around, he he like was talking about it. He did some kind of food drive, like can drive, and was so excited to raise funds for the homeless and, like, yeah, the you could see the heartbreak in his eyes that he, he, like, doesn't get it, you know, and I feel like there's yeah. a little bit of a disconnect from our, our past generation, the generation above us, kind of didn't have a whole lot of sympathy for it, you yeah, know? and really Agreed. disregarded and judged and, like, get out of my face. I'm not giving you a dollar. That kind of shit was really prevalent in the 90s, yeah, Yeah, know? big time. And yeah, I, I just – i really i don't think we can solve it but we can at least help
1: yeah the more people like on the individual level that try their best to do a little bit better every day and give when they can i think that's going to make more of a difference overall than our governments trying to come up with budgets and plans and shit that just never come to fruition i think us as people kind of have to take that into our own hands because as we can see like we can't rely on our fucking government for anything these days it's just they can't
0: profit then they're not going to do it exactly you can't rely on them for everything they're becoming more and more useless Mm -hmm. and everyone's having less and less faith in them
1: exactly especially over the last like two to three years with like covid and all that shit, man. It's just like my faith, I mean, my faith broke in the government when Trump was elected, um, mm-hmm. but it's just gotten chipped away at over the last few years because like this government really doesn't give a shit about the people. They want to crank the numbers, they want to line their own pockets, and they want to do what's going to benefit them in the long run. It doesn't come down to the actual people anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, replacing Trump with uh, an old man uh, an establishment corrupt fucking amnesia having president is not much better <laughs> dude exactly it's not exactly it's hard to even watch it's i'm like dude you need to be in bed like resting with your family for your final <laughs> days man like you're gonna die on camera
1: yeah you need to be <laughs> cranking shit off of your bucket list you right mean, now
0: travel the world you weirdo
1: yeah i think that's another weird fucking problem <laughs> it's like it's it's all old white dudes yeah, and it's like there's yeah like what do they get out of it at that point i mean other than a lifetime pension and security but like why why do you want to spend your you know presumably last years trying to fucking get yourself stressed out to the point you can't sleep for four to eight years yeah
0: well, why would you want to do that to yourself generations are lined with pock with money they don't ever mm-hmm. have to worry, you know. Yep, yeah. It's really all it comes down to is them looking out for themselves. Really. Exactly, I agree. It's very sad, very very sad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like even just making one person smile, like a homeless person, you know. Just even you know, just seeing them have like some excitement. <laughs>
1: yeah like your video that you posted the other day of you giving out plants to these guys that was so awesome and i bet that made a huge difference in some of their days
0: thank you mm-hmm. mm.
1: the one that got, came back was like let me get a fat one i started laughing so hard He <laughs> seemed so sweet
0: <laughs> tell me uh about shady plant lady the business please would you
1: yeah um It started in 2019 early 2019 and the idea kind of came as a joke Mm -hmm. um my boyfriend at the time kind of suggested offhandedly one day "Is like you know you could sell these things to like make room for new ones that you want to buy and it's like you can give yourself a plant budget that way and I was like oh shit that's I guess that's true I guess I could do that and then I played around with it for a while and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Why not? Like, I love doing this. I love growing these things. I like giving them out to people. So why not, you know, try and make a side hustle of it because I was working in corporate kitchens at that time and the money was good, but it wasn't fulfilling. Um, It was very soul draining. And so I started it, I think I started selling in like July or August of 2019 Mm -hmm. and getting the messages and like the reviews from people that were like oh my god this is so awesome this made me so happy thank you so much like that that alone is enough mm-hmm. to make it worth it for me and I like, mm-hmm. even now whenever I get a review and somebody's like this is amazing I'm so glad to be part of this it it lifts me up every single time yes but That's I definitely the payoff
0: is the seriously and people that like get to have the plant right
1: seriously they get to be happy they get something that they wanted and now they get to nurture and love something that I got to nurture and love and Mm -hmm. they got to do it and then a lot of the time these people become my friends which is great Mm -hmm. um a lot of my clients are now my friends um and they're all regulars and I I don't know what I would do without them because they add so much brightness to my day but I started with succulents And it was all just ones that I had grown and propagated myself over the years of collecting. And Mm. then once I realized that I ran out of plants of my own to sell, I started looking into importing and I started looking into hybrids and different varieties and stuff like that. And then that opened a whole new world of plants for me. And it Mm. was amazing there were bright beautiful colors and weird shapes and you know variegated stuff and just I'm like I said I'm a sucker for stuff that looks weird so if it looked like out of a timber in movie I wanted it I wanted to yeah. see it grow and see what the pattern was like and then it just kind of blew up um it took off a lot faster than I expected yeah. and I think in a way, I'm lucky that I started when I did because mm-hmm. I got in pre-2020. So I was already kind of established. I already kind of knew what I was doing before mm-hmm. COVID hit. And then the plant world exploded. Yeah. Um. Lost my train of thought. I'm sorry.
0: No, I feel you completely. Because I had a similar thing where I, I when I launched Etsy, I didn't anticipate it becoming like my etsy shop was cracking i lost it i got kicked off off etsy for selling san pedro but uh dude yeah it was like whoa what i don't know how to do this (laughs) yeah yeah we're running a a business now
1: it's like yeah what am i doing and the world's like on fire (laughs) oh yeah dude you had that and then people getting upset and just being stressed out because of the state of the world and like it's like a recipe for chaos
0: yeah a lot to take on and i could imagine that now your your uh demand is so high that you have to like um upgrade and get new stuff and learn yeah. more and
1: yeah exactly um with the house plant boom in 2020 that was when i got for real serious about growing house plants because mm-hmm. that's what everybody wanted yeah everybody wanted the stuff that's trendy and cool and you know elbows were selling for ridiculous amounts of money ties were selling for ridiculous amounts of money and now we've kind of crashed back down and leveled a bit which i'm i'm fine with and i'm happy to be able to offer things at better prices honestly because i can only imagine how many people put themselves into some severe debt for plants it's crazy yeah
0: yeah and the sad thing is that some of it might not have been for like the most authentic reasons either. I, I got caught up in it too. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. this, this, and this, I need all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, social media is screaming, like, screaming in our faces. Like you
1: need this. Yeah.
0: And no, that's great. That hasn't quite happened in the cactus uh, market yet with the yeah. crashing and leveling out it seems to still be getting worse. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, some people are like people, good people are changing that narrative yeah you know what i mean being reasonable but still yeah that's awesome are insane
1: i'm really glad really Yeah. what are they at now thousands
0: of dollars thousands of dollars you guys spend like 500 bucks for like a a little handful of copia oh my god
1: that's nuts
0: i didn't know that the album prices were going down i'm glad i didn't buy any when it was crazy
1: yeah they are going down quite a bit i mean i at least get them for a good price so and like i charge based on what i'm trying yeah for the most part i'm importing um i have a really good supplier out of thailand that's become like one of my really good friends so i you know i trust them a lot to take care of me just and vice versa so I probably get some better deals than some other people do, but like they know what my goal is. They know I just want to make other people happy that I want to sell ethically sourced and like sustainable plants. And I want to help other small business owners in the community, whether it's from here or from overseas, Mm -hmm. but i regularly sell elbow cuttings for like 100 to 120 dollars if it's if it's a stem but they used to go for like 250 back in 2020
0: 250 300 i only have yeah i have one and uh it has a second leaf but i put the plant wave on it and uh, i ripped off a piece oh no (laughs)
1: with the freaking clip of the plant wave dude (laughs)
0: <laughs> what did it sound like though? It was nice. Yeah. Uh, that's what the guy says. He says the monsteras are like some of the most beautiful sounds because I guess they move a lot of water around. Something very yeah. special about monstera for sure. Yeah. Monsteras are freaking cool.
1: They're such a fascinating plant in like all of their forms too because they can just take over and they do yeah. it. They just want to. That's what they're like built to do. It's so cool.
0: So many new leaves all the time. Yeah. So many different kinds
1: yeah how are you i've been looking at getting a plant wave do you recommend it
0: yeah totally uh some guy some guy (laughs) left a comment on on the video and was like if you put you shouldn't be speaking highly of joe if you put the the electrodes in water it plays a continuous sound and i was like what the fuck like well no no well no shit shit. (laughs) that's what it does Then somebody else commented what in the hell is this suicide pseudoscience and i was like what the fuck like how do you guys not understand like we're not saying that like like plants are actually playing music we're saying that plants like have electricity running through them and water running through them that has a current and yeah translate that pattern into sound that's exactly
1: yeah that's fucking awesome i I remember the first time in there that's Maybe. kind of why i've been thinking about it it's like i want to know what different plants sound like because like obviously they grow different they have different currencies in them they have yeah. they're they're all different they're all unique so they must right. all sound different and unique and that i want to hear it i want to you see to what what happens with
0: them in a different yeah. way you know
1: yeah I they can actually give you some feedback had
0: That going on <laughs> you know, yeah I mean, you exactly.
1: yeah I mean, they're so that. responsive to like touch and sound and their environment and like, th- I mean, we've seen differences in like the way you talk to them. Right. So yeah. I-, I just want to hear like their feedback to like what I'm doing. I think being able to have a conversation, so to speak, would be amazing.
0: Yeah, there's 300 bucks. It's totally worth it. You know? Yeah.
1: All uh, right. I think I'm convinced. <laughs> dude, he-
0: He does this thing where he like puts on, he did like a whole string quartet. He loads all these different samples into it and then like has like a hundred plants out there and they're all doing different things and it's like harmonious. And the most interesting thing that he told me was that when a good person, like an energy worker, like somebody that is like light walks, walks into some of his installations that the plants like respond dramatically. a certain person walks up to them
1: wow they
0: respond like beautifully
1: oh that's amazing yeah that's i so think weird. you've got me convinced i right. i need to see how this goes
0: <laughs> i would love i can't wait to hear what some of those plants do yeah i have a question about monstera so mm-hmm. when when they come in with is it called fenestration is that what this uh-huh. okay so when they come in without it is there a, isn't there a way that you can like um facilitate fenestration by cutting into them or something what I don't understand how that works.
1: I don't I don't think that's a thing. No? If it is, I haven't heard of it. Someone um, told me that
0: one time because like I have some that just push leaves that aren't you know, they never have the, like the fenestrated leaf.
1: Like, are you saying that you can like cut the leaves to encourage fenestration?
0: Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. Whoa. That's why I wanted to ask I, you.
1: I've never heard of that and I would be like I would feel horrible doing that to them. I mean yeah. Usually it's like a like a light and stability thing. Um, if they have something to climb and they have enough light and they're happy overall, you know, their leaves will start to size up as they go into maturity. Oh, but I've never heard of cutting into their leaves like
0: that. I noticed like, when, like a, say it has all new growth and none of the <laughs> leaves are fenestrated. I'm always wondering like why? Why are they solid but then other ones are split? It's weird. I don't know.
1: So that usually happens because some sort of change in the environment that mm. they are. You Usually it's like a energy preservation thing. If they revert back down to a smaller size without fenestration, something in their conditions change, whether okay. it was like inconsistent watering or lighting issues or like they got moved or repotted. Um, I see a lot of leaves revert back to a smaller form after repotting because of the stress from it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Because I moved one out. I moved when I was getting too crazy in here and so I moved out <laughs> and now all the new growth is solid leaves. I'm like, what's so weird? Why aren't you pushing it? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like you moved me. I don't like this spot.
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite? What's your what is there a focal point in your garden?
1: Um I it I try so hard not to play favorites with them, especially mm-hmm. when I talk out loud. Like your
0: kids. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um but I think my big billiette eye is probably my favorite um and then like my Thai constellation's a pretty big favorite of mine but you know she's she's a Thai constellation so of course she's going to be like the centerpiece in a collector's garden but my Billy eti, I got off an eBay auction in 2020 and it was like two leaves that were maybe six to eight inches long and now she's pushing out leaves that are two and a half feet long like they they're the entire size of my forearm if not bigger but i have brought myself to tears over the idea of cutting that plant because i've thought about just like chopping it up and propagating because it's it's so big and it takes up a lot of room but like i've had the shears on the stem and i like start welling up because i just can't bring myself to do it
0: Mm. um yeah
1: it's like the bigger they get the more attached yeah Yeah. the more attached i get um and i actually feel bad like i feel guilty cutting up plants because obviously they can feel it to some degree
0: yeah but i want to be able to like have it whole as it's supposed to exist in its natural form exactly
1: Exactly. i think on my the business side of things i definitely struggle with that sometimes because i want to be able to offer people like whole plants if that makes sense like i want to be able to offer them a specimen but unfortunately that comes with a higher price tag typically and people are willing like more than willing to buy a cutting of a plant at a lower price and like that's where my personal struggle comes in sometimes
0: totally yeah i had something on that oh what are your like do you have some really mature specimens like old big plants
1: I think my I think my big ones are probably just that I do have a couple really big ones I just got a bunch of really big ones in that I'm planning to just kind of keep as mother plants and let them grow out and then I can propagate them later
0: on but I think I'm going to
1: struggle with that too at that point
0: is everything under artificial light is there anything outside
1: um, there's a little bit outside. There's a couple tomato plants out there. I do have a couple of those. Sorry, I'm like looking out You're the window. Um, I have some, I have a bird of paradise out there. I've got yeah. a hibiscus that I found recently. I love hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Um, they're such beautiful plants. Yeah. And then I have variegated nasturium. nest, nestarium. I, I can't pronounce it, but they, mm-hmm. they're they like little round leaves that just have like they kind of climb up a vine and they have really pretty flowers. Um but I don't do a ton of stuff on my porch just because it doesn't get the greatest light out there.
0: Can birds of paradise do winter in Seattle? Oh hell no.
1: (laughs) Nope you gotta bring them inside.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Um, What was I gonna say? I had something else on that. I don't know. But oh I can see sorry I'm a little loopy today. I you're can fine. see the passion that you have for the plants. It's like one, you're, you're 100% plants. I yeah. <laughs> really appreciate it. And, uh, we had talked about exploring mental health a little bit.
1: Yeah. We'll Would still. you
0: be okay with, with going into that? Of course. Okay. I, Cause I mean, I have PTSD and, uh, depression and anxiety and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, t- struggled with addiction for many years. So I'm just curious, like how that's been a part of your your plant journey.
1: I I genuinely believe that you know, in addition to my daughter that gardening has saved my life. Um my I also have like depression, anxiety. I was recently diagnosed with ADHD. Um mm. but I've been dealing with clinical depression and anxiety since I was 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So not long after i got into gardening i actually started going back into therapy and i i got medicated i was taking antidepressants and i was trying to manage it that way um but i think the real relief came from these honestly it it gave me something to look forward to and take care of and you know a way to channel all the negative emotions that i was having with life Mm -hmm. but I I definitely think that they kind of healed me, you know, I always have work to do and progress to make just like all of us do. But I think for a lot of us in the community, it's helped a lot, but I've, I haven't felt quite as at peace before all this happened.
0: Just, having them and tending them in and of itself is is medicine for sure right yeah it's for sure beauty. yeah yeah. it's weird i feel like that's some of the stuff like you know like we can't hear the the uh, currents that they're creating when we also can't see their what they're doing to heal us either
1: exactly you know i think
0: the natural the ener- world like, that we can't see
1: yeah i think bringing the energy of like plants into your home like you know we everything has energy uh i'm i'm spiritual i'm not religious um and i respect the earth a lot um i'm a native american so i like i worship the earth around me Mm -hmm. and i think bringing them into my home and sharing my space with them and building a relationship with them has taught me a lot about myself Mm -hmm. and It's, you know, it helps me appreciate the world around me a lot more too, but it has also been a way to build like a safe space.
0: Right. Totally. Yeah. Safe space. I like that description because when you walk into even a therapist's office, say, if there's plants, it feels better in there, right? There's Mm -hmm. something about when you walk into a room and there's plants. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. I, I, can. I don't know. You yeah. Know I mean it's weird.
1: It's it's definitely um I feel more relaxed when they're around. Um
0: and when, my, they're, when my, they're happy, you're happy too, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I remember seeing like a comic years ago um about how somebody would name their plants after their friends and how if a plant was doing badly, she would reach out to the person it was named after and you know sure enough something would like be up with that person and it was like a subtle green witchcraft they called it in the comic or something but there's part of me that like genuinely believes that like there's a cause and effect like that Mm. between plants like I have a plant here for my ex-boyfriend and sometimes it looks like shit (laughs) and I like usually I'll hear from him in like a day or two like complaining about work or something's going on or something like that and I'm like oh shit okay so maybe there is a little bit of truth to this um Mm. and I've noticed like if I'm in a bad mood like if I get into like a really bad depressive episode or I start getting really anxious about you know whatever it's like they start to struggle with me too
0: yeah and that in your plants yeah
1: yeah and it's motivating it's like okay i need to i need to work on myself and i need to figure out what's going on with me because yeah. you know obviously it's affecting my environment and i want everything in my environment to be happy not just me
0: no absolutely that's just such a strange phenomenon so do yeah. you have any uh do you like you said spiritualism do you practice any type of are you a devil like witchcraft or anything like that do you do you like sage, no. do you have crystals
1: i burn sage um that's a pretty you know normal thing for me um Mm. i don't do crystals or anything like that um and unfortunately i'm not very connected with the tribes around here but when i was a teenager i used to participate in ceremonies and like sweat lodges and and Mm. stuff like that really often and i really wish there was more of that around here um But there is kind of a level of shutout because I look white. Um, So I get referred, like I've gotten referred to as a pretendian, despite, you know, it not Mm. being pretend. So there's kind of a weird relationship in that regard. So there's like an exclusion factor, but I want to be there. So it's like I've just kind of had to create my own way of going about things.
0: We're all native to somewhere. We all are native to somewhere. And that is, yeah, I mean, I get it. It sounds like a struggle, like a cultural identity struggle, even a little bit, right? Um, Yeah. And to some degree, we don't want to appropriate their culture, uh, those of us that are not part of that. But at the same time, I think that the medicine belongs to all of us, and Mm -hmm. we should all be able to to partake in that you know
1: exactly I agree with that
0: without intruding on their culture
1: exactly yeah it's I mean it's really important to be respectful of you know somebody else's culture but I you know I think sharing the experience and the traditions between Mm -hmm. cultures is a great thing and I think it would make people as a whole closer to each other and I I think the mental side of it for everybody being able to like be parts of those communities would probably benefit as well
0: yeah we have a lot to learn from the natives here and that's a big i think that's a huge problem in society today is a disconnect from culture a disconnect from the earth a disconnect from the spirit uh a lot of people are lacking that right yeah and then they hold on to like political ideology instead or Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah yeah i've had to take a break from like reading polit- political articles every day because like that effect on my mental health alone has mm-hmm. been atrocious. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm
0: checked out. I'm checked out. Yeah. I can't even tell you what's going on.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I try to catch like the highlight reels just so I feel like I have an idea of what's going on, but like mm-hmm. the details I just don't pay attention to.
0: I hear about it by accident via listening to podcasts. So like I have my hand, <laughs> on, the pulse. I have my hand on the pulse for sure, but yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm not You're not I, I'm not actively looking. You know? Yeah. Because I have. I'm guilty of it too. Like bad. Yeah. I've become very tribal very easily. Um, well that's beautiful. So so um you how many you have you had quite a few journeys with the medicine?
1: I have, yeah. Um I participated in my first medicine ceremony when I was 16 I -hmm. think and it was it was life-changing um you know it wasn't as bright and vivid because I was very apprehensive I didn't know what was going to happen I had never dabbled with any type of like psychedelic drug or medicine at that point so I was Mm -hmm. very nervous um But the calm and the relief that washed over me while we were listening to all the songs and just staring at the fire and like there's kind of side conversations going on between all the different members and all the family members. And it felt so, it felt like I was like finally able to take a whole breath if that makes sense like I felt like there was something on my chest all those years I was finally able to yeah Yeah. exactly and yeah I mean it was amazing and then I didn't do it again for a while but when I did I approached it more with the mentality of like okay this is a healing journey this is going to help me I want to be open to the medicine in order to for it to heal me or help me in some kind of way and that made all the difference being open-minded to the potential of what you and the medicine could do together and Mm. I remember like kind of disappearing so to speak from the circle like I didn't notice anybody around me I still heard the music and the drums but it very much just became myself the fire and the medicine and I don't even know how long it was like that for me, but I remember going through years of childhood traumas. Um, Mm -hmm. I did experience some sexual trauma when I was a child Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. And then I went through some, you know, abusive situations and family and, but it allowed me to like work through that and like realize that it wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. And I'm not to blame for that. And, but not to completely disregard that those things happen, but to embrace it and allow it to help me become a better person.
0: It's part of your journey.
1: Exactly.
0: Sometimes it's unfortunate, but <clears throat> it shapes us into who we are, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, none of us would be who we are without where we came from. So, you know, it it's shitty that it happened, but it I wouldn't be who I am without it today. And I wouldn't be a mother to a great child that, you know, loves me more than anything in the world. And knowing that I'm breaking cycles of abuse and trauma and just doing better than the generation before me.
0: Yeah, that's the most important thing. If we can educate people to come out of their sleep and stop this crazy generational trauma that we have uh from spreading into the next generation uh, it can stop with us and y- you know you talking about this i posted something the other day about uh somebody had want to know some influencer posted about how women need to talk about their psychedelic experiences because it is true you don't see as much of this conversation that's going on in the public about psychedelics uh, yeah. coming from women and uh i just uh, or even you know anyone other than a man and. Uh, I just really appreciate it because uh, it's hard for me to find women that want to even come on to the podcast, uh, let alone uh, talk about something like that. And it's very possible that somebody's going to hear this and uh, have experienced some kind of sexual trauma too. another female, maybe or whomever uh, experienced some kind of sexual trauma and heard you talk about how the peyote helped you work through that. And, you know, it very much might inspire someone to do the same. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. Um, of course. A,
1: a yeah. My experience like it's not limited to just peyote. Um, like I've I've done mushrooms. Um, one of my COVID projects was learning how to extract DMT. Um, oh. and that that, you know, I I if anybody doesn't know what DMT is, it is like a very concentrated, um, quick trip. Um, If you are able to break through the first time, but you get transported to a completely different world and Mm -hmm. you are seeing beings and talking to things and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, psychedelics, psychedelics in general are such a powerful underutilized tool for mental health, I think, Mm -hmm. but I'm very glad to see that more um, like studies and experiments are coming along with it. Now these start, states are starting to decriminalize like psychedelics. I think we have a very long way to go before it becomes a common medicine, but yeah. I think it would benefit most people, honestly.
0: Well, it's a part of the disconnect that I have when trying to spread this good word is uh, people not being open to it. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of resistance. And it kind of like how yeah. you said, as a youngster, you are apprehensive. And I mean, when we're young, I did a lot of psychedelics when I was young too, but I, I never realized the importance of intention. I never realized like, how powerful the tool I was messing with.
1: You yeah. Know, and
0: I just like experimental, wanted to be cool, wanted to have fun. And, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that we can inspire the younger generation to start utilizing those types of tools actually responsibly because they're gonna do it anyways, right? Absolutely. So why yeah. Why not teach them that like there's some therapeutic value in this, uh like they're using MDMA right now to uh treat adolescents and uh-huh. as a preventative measure for adolescents, I mean that's a freaking game changer, dude. If you can, yeah you can step in right after that sexual trauma happened. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Can you, can you imagine the ears? Years of pain years of addiction and whatever
1: exactly i i think that's amazing i didn't even know that that was happening in adolescence i think and you know that's kind of where it gets tricky too because there's a lot of information out there i'll say um about how you shouldn't use psychedelics until you're older because of your brain development and stuff but i think I think it could benefit the younger ones too, yes. especially the ones that experience trauma and depression and anxiety and bipolar and PTSD, like the potential to unlock things in your own mind with the assistance of these various medicines is phenomenal. And it's yes. just so unrecognized.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Especially in a clinical setting, in a clinical yeah. setting with with people like we're really learning how how to do it correctly and even protocols the funny thing is that some of these protocols are old as hell the the one that they uh-huh. use in the mdma study it's from the 80s or fifties. it's from the 50s and they used yeah. it all the way up until the 80s they already knew this
1: yeah exactly it's, it's bizarre. like we need to like start taking new approaches yeah and di- like different oh what am i trying to say i just yeah i think ways the the for sure yeah education and then just utilizing it differently yes and i think the importance of intention like you said um is is very much there
0: yeah and moving away from the narrative of demonizing it as a party drug whatever drug it is you know yeah that all that narrative kind of has some strength still like yeah they're yeah they're doing drugs you know Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and I think that's another big thing too. I mean, with the younger generation and I did it myself as a teenager in a young twenties, like there are times I would take it just to get fucked up. But if like we were to teach these kids that are starting to experiment with this thing, like, yo, if you tell yourself, you want to heal from something, you can do it with the assistance of this. And if like something I would like to try is ayahuasca ceremonies Um. I think that would be really beneficial for my mental health but I feel like if more of these younger people had guides yes or influence yeah mentors that's that's a better word for it I think that would drastically change just the behavior of people overall
0: yeah (laughs) for sure (laughs) And especially the plant-based ones, like ayahuasca, and even DMT to some degree is is a plant-based medicine and uh, uh, mushrooms. Because I mean, mushrooms—they're creating new neural pathways and activating parts of the brain that are never activated by any other means except for when these mushrooms are in your body. So,
1: exactly, this sounds
0: like a kid would really benefit from that while they're learning, and you know, mm-hmm. in, in a controlled setting not not taking bath with their friends at a party (laughs) with all these crazy people's energy all around them right
1: yeah Uh you're in like a controlled room with you know if you want music you have a controlled dose you have different tools available to you if you want to you know play around while you're up there but
0: right yeah we made play-doh when i was in the mdma study we we had we made cactuses out of play-doh that's (laughs) awesome (laughs) during the session
1: That's so awesome. I definitely the last time I did like a heavy dose of mushrooms, I made this drawing of like deformed cacti and succulents. And it was like a mix of like oil pastel and colored pencil and paint. And it's just like stuff that I had laying around. But I told myself beforehand, like, I want to do this, like, I want to create something. And I Spent what felt like four or five hours on it. And then the next morning, once I'm all sober again, I'm like, you know what? Let me keep working on this. It felt really good. Mm-hmm. And I think the habits that you can form with the assistance as well. There was right. a point that I was able to quit cigarettes yeah. after smoke after doing... It was the night of, like, mushrooms and acid, I nice. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> that... So the story behind that one, I was supposed to do them with a coworker, but they bailed on me. Mm-hmm. And I went home like fuck it. I'm gonna do it. I'm not bailing on myself. I'm doing this. So like I already had gummy acid in my freezer from a friend. And then I took the mushrooms, I took the acid, and then I was like, shit, what did I just do? <laughs> kind of ride my in for and I ended up laying on the hood of my car for like four hours just like watching the trees and the stars above me and listening to Odessa of nice. all things um and it's like man I really don't like the way smoking is making me feel anymore I don't want to do this meanwhile I'm like smoking the whole time too so of course this is like it's a thing but the next morning i woke up and i didn't touch anything yeah i didn't have any cigarettes and that lasted for i want to say three to four months before i ended up getting stress from work and picking it back up
0: yeah no wow so incredible
1: the power of intention is is amazing especially with the assistance of those yeah
0: absolutely are you ready to start showing me some plants can we try oh, yeah let me see yeah. i'm gonna move you from the waiting room real quick so is that like your um like your propagation down there like the, that's are plants that eventually are going to be on offering or are they offered now
1: uh some of them offered now but mm-hmm. for the most part it is propagation
0: okay awesome and that's your style your your preferred style of propagating do you use box it uh what do they call it uh tubs do you use tubs how do you like to-
1: I don't use tubs. Okay. Um I this is it. It's either moss or water or in a soil type mm. of mix. Mm. And question. then I mean up there mm-hmm. there's so much more dude. For the levels. most part all this top shelf is up for sale. Uh-huh. And then I have, like, live sphagnum moss and stuff growing up there. What? It's That's pretty all... low. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty low maintenance, so I don't need to check on it very often. Well, let's see. But So, like, I grow my own moss Wow. to propagate things in. And it's super fun. It's a really easy plant to deal with. Oh, my
0: God. Look at the kitchen. <laughs>
1: That's everywhere. They have taken over the house.
0: And this is just that a space is... thing, huh? Is this just a, a space thing? All the plants being in the kitchen?
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. um They just are too tall for my shelves, so I can't really do a ton <laughs> with them on the shelving units. <laughs> That's awesome. But they actually, some of them seem to like this light better in the kitchen because mm. it's constantly facing this way up towards that light.
0: Dude, wow, this spot's even cooler. I think I like this spot in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I gotta mimic that. I need a gar. I need a, a a jungle in my room.
1: It's so nice, and it acts as like an alarm clock too.
0: Oh, yeah, because the light turns on. Time to get up. Mm-hmm. Wicked. Dude, there's fucking plants everywhere.
1: <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they've taken over my house.
0: Your whole life? They've taken over your life?
1: Exactly. Every time I get new plants, then my daughter just rolls her eyes like, oh my
0: God, more? How old is she? She's nine. Does she love plants? Inevitably so. She does, yes. <laughs> awesome.
1: And then this is the ex boyfriend plant that I actually mentioned.
0: That looks like an ex boyfriend plant. <laughs>
1: and then oh, another
0: grow room, no big deal. Got
1: <laughs> some various cacti in here. Uh huh. And then all my succulents live up here these days.
0: Oh, wow, I forgot that you did the trays of succulents too. Wow, dude. <laughs> a lot of those are imports or? Yep, they- a lot of them are imports. Okay. Um,
1: This tray was actually a tray of propagations that my mom took care of for me for the better part of a year.
0: Wow beautiful i love succulents i think i think they're very underrated i do too and i dislike that men seem to think that they're girly (laughs) i resent (laughs) that men think succulents are girly and how yeah
1: i i i resent that gardening seems to be like a women thing right and guys are afraid
0: of it yeah get your hands dirty boys (laughs) And so this
1: is actually a plant that I found at a local shop years ago, but it's it's a variegated variety of it, and I've never been able to find anyone else with them,
0: mm. and then I have a tray of like those propagations pink princess, down there. Pink? Is that, was that what it is? Is it the same family as the pink princesses? It,
1: it's in the same family. It's philodendron royal queen.
0: Okay. Is that anthurium? What is
1: that? Mm-hmm. Cool. I think these are regals down here. And then it's like an a hybrid of some wow. type of,
0: of color. Just a little bit of plants. Just
1: uh I, I haven't counted in a really long time, but I'm I would guess that there's oh, nearly a thousand in here.
0: Jesus <laughs> <laughs> so cool man i would love to like shoot your your collection with a camera do it if you're ever up here i would love that i'd definitely come say hi to you one day cool i've been to seattle once i went to i went to um sasquatch music festival at the gorge amphitheater well this has been absolutely fantastic man. i feel like yeah it's not been great. things to talk about at all and uh I really enjoyed it. You caught me on me a good too. day, too. You actually
1: yeah. Really day. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: Sweet. So, what's your website URL?
1: Uh, It is www.shadyplantlady.com. And that's C H E Y D, not S H A D Y.
0: And your handle is the same, Shady Plant Lady, right?
1: Yep.
0: Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing everything that you did. And yeah, I. Well, I will share feedback with you if it comes up, and uh, yeah, put people in touch if they're if they want to talk.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I'm I'm always open to talk, like mental health and like the benefits of gardening with mental health. So if anybody ever wants to talk about any of that stuff, I'm super happy to. Well, I look
0: forward to seeing where you go with all this. You definitely got there's a there's some light at the end of the tunnel with your plants
1: yeah there there definitely is thank you so much absolutely
0: all right we'll do it again sometime
1: yeah absolutely
0: all right shady plant lady everyone if everyone could please like review and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button we would both appreciate that greatly stick around for one second bye